0: Welcome to In My Feels, where we talk about feelings and express emotions. How are you feeling? Good. And how are you feeling? I want to welcome everybody to another In My Feels episode. But before we start, you know, thoughts, feelings, conditionings, belief systems, culture, everything on the inside creates your outside exterior. So my question for you is how are you feeling right now in this moment and dive in dive into how you're feeling ask yourself watch yourself watch your thoughts don't judge don't partake allow as the ego becomes strong it starts surrounding intelligence like a thick layer of darkness intelligence is light ego is darkness intelligence is very delicate ego is hard intelligence is like a rose flower ego is like a rock and if you want to survive They say, the so-called knowers, then you have to become rock-like. You have to become strong, invulnerable. You have to become a citadel, a closed citadel, so you cannot be attacked from outside. You have to become impenetrable. Then you become closed. Then you start dying, as far as your intelligence is concerned, because intelligence needs the open sky, the wind, the air, the sun, in order to grow, to expand, to flow. To remain alive, it needs a constant flow, if it becomes stagnant, it slowly becomes a dead phenomenon. And I mentioned this, we are 60% water. And if we allow our ego to block our emotions, our thoughts, who we are, we become stagnant water. Our bodies become stagnant. And what happens with stagnant water, it turns rotten. So we are allowing our egos to turn our insides, ourselves inside into a rotten state of being not into a free way of being or a childlike state of being. We are allowing the ego to block everything inside. We should all learn from children because this will help dispel the ego. Children don't have ego. I'm not talking about the kind of older kids who have developed ego. I'm talking about the very young kids. When you see the innocence, the purity, all that type of stuff. And you say, well, maybe, you know, you see them, a a child playing with a toy. Another kid goes up to it and takes a toy my toy. That's not ego driven. That's a very natural way of being at that period of time in their evolutionary growth. We are in such a hurry to teach our kids or to teach kids in general. Nobody seems to stop, listen and learn from them. They have so much to teach us. It's ridiculous. And to be honest, we have nothing to teach them. I'm going to be honest, because until we're in a state or a space where we are, happy within ourselves we're happy with what we're doing we're happy with how we're feeling we're happy with how our ego has disbanded we're happy with our laws of attraction we're happy with our manifestations we're happy with who we are and who we want to be how can we teach children anything because they have all those they're born with all those and osha further says you know because you are older and powerful you start making them just like you without ever thinking about what you are where you have reached and your status in the inner world Osho says, I don't agree with this terminology, but you're a pauper and you want the same for your child also. But nobody thinks otherwise people would learn from small children. Children bring so much from the other world because they are such fresh arrivals. They still carry the silence of the womb, the silence of the very existence. See, the thing about Osho, he can be quite controversial in the way he brings stuff. But again, he understands his own accountability. He can be no other way. And that's why I love him. That's why I genuinely resonate deeply with a ton of the things he says. And when he used the term pauper, I don't necessarily mean, you know, the terminology for a pauper. I think it's it's how we do ourselves such a disservice in how we treat ourselves and how we see the world from outside. Instead, so we should see the, out of the world from inside out because we are controlling it. We are, we are the, the, the manifestors. We are incarnations. Of higher power, higher energy, higher frequencies, and this is where I was. You can get a little controversial, but I'm going to read it anyway because I feel like these are things that we need to hear, and I need to hear. Because when I, you know, when I had my daughter, I wasn't in a, I was in actually a good space, but it, but she wasn't planned. So we, we, we managed to handle our emotions and handle everything else when we found out she, she was, she was arriving. But we were in a good space, brilliant space before that. To be honest, you go unconsciously reproducing replicas of yourself. First think, are you in such a state that if you give birth to a child, you'll be giving a gift to the world? Are you a blessing to the world or a curse? And then think, are you ready to mother or father a child? Are you ready to give love unconditionally because children come through you, but they don't belong to you? You can give your love to them, but you should not impose your ideas on them. You should not give your neurotic ways of living to them. Will you allow them to flower in their own way Will you allow them freedom to be themselves if you are ready then it is okay otherwise wait and then become ready see again some may listen to that and say it's offensive i listen to it and go okay this is this is a level up for me this is my education this is something that i i don't i haven't thought about when having a kid am i a blessing or a curse in the world and i it, i don't mean that in a derogatory way or oh i'm a curse you know all these of things But we are to blame for everything that goes on in the world because collectively, consciously, we're manifesting it all together, all of us every time we see a natural disaster on 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 the news and we add our collective consciousness that there's going to be another one it's going to happen again all those type of things whenever we see mass shootings it, we become numb to it because they happen so often so we know that more is coming we're adding to the collective consciousness that more is coming you see what we're putting out into the universe when we see climate change and issues with climate change and the heat rising and level and water levels rising and overfishing in our oceans we are adding to the collective consciousness that that is, this is what's happening is going to continue to happen because we become numb to it and this is what we expect to see. Children come through us, but we don't own them. We have to take a step back, learn from them, allow them to grow, allow them to make their mistakes, allow them to flower, allow them to flourish. I always see when, you know, when we're in the park and, and for example, you know, a, a child falls over and a parent runs over straight away. The kid's fine, by the way. And, oh my God, my, my baby. And it becomes, I guess it becomes this thing of... Expectation from the kid every time they fall over or hurt themselves or they come running for you. See, with my daughter, I'm not saying I don't do that, but I give it a few seconds, and I always know when she needs me. There's like a there's like a, a a cry that that a parent knows when you they're really needed. But my daughter would would you know fall over and then she'd look at me and she'd go picks herself up and go when I fall over, I get back up, and that's what I've instilled in her. That's what I've been teaching her. And what she's been teaching me, to be honest, that it's okay. We have to allow, like I say, let people be people. Let children be children. We try and constrict them in every movement. And I'm talking about myself too. And again, it could be anyone, your cousins, your sisters, your your brothers, your, your, your nieces, your nephews, whoever. Let children be children. Let's not put our fears and our emotions and project everything that we are onto them In essence, they know what they're doing and we actually don't, which is understandable, which is accountable, which is allowing yourself to be. And this one's a very important one. Whenever you make love, always make love after meditation. Make it a point that you meditate. And when the energy is very meditative, only then make love. When you are in a deep meditative state and the energy is flowing, you conceive a higher quality soul. What type of soul enters you depends on where you are and I fully fully agree with this because if you can which we do we manifest everything in our lives everything else and I spoke about higher vibrational levels and when you operate on a higher vibrational level you attract higher vibrational souls or personalities to you you operate on a lower vibrational level you attract lower vibrational souls and and personalities to you when it comes to conceiving why is that any different when someone reincarnates and comes through you, you know. Your, that's a soul. Now, which soul are you attracting? Have you ever asked that? Have you ever asked what type of soul you would like? Again, this is all new to me. I learned this from this book. Marvelous, incredible, spiritual, practical questions that we do not ask. What type of soul enters you depends on where you are. And I know that when my daughter was conceived, meditation, again, it's not sitting, you know, kumbaya and all that type of stuff. Meditation is one focus. If you are making love to your partner, and you are solely focused on them and they are focused on you. That is meditation. Meditation is one focus. Some people focus on having no mind. So That's a focus. It's the reason why I don't watch the news anymore. Because when you watch the news, you're focused on that one storyline. That's meditation. Right now, I'm on this podcast. I'm speaking. I'm focused on what I'm doing. I can't think about anything else. This is my meditation. One focus. Osho Fervor says... It almost always happens that people make love when they are sexual. Sexuality is a lower center. It happens sometimes that when people are angry and fighting, they make love. That too is very low. You open your door to a much lower soul. Or people make love as a routine, a mechanical habit. Something that has to be done every day or twice a week or whatever. They do it just as a mechanical routine or as part of physical hygiene. But then it is very mechanical. It has nothing of your heart in it and then you allow very low souls to enter you again very practical spiritual statements because I speak to people all the time you know a bunch of the guys would be like you know it becomes mechanical when they make love to their partner oh you know once a week or it's like it's like a regimented or it's a schedule we have to get back into the spontaneous love the kind of unconditionalness to it the focus of it I mean focus on your partner focus on what what they like have open conversations about what you like. Explore each other. Explore each other's bodies. Explore each other's minds. Explore each other's connection. Soul. Ask your souls to connect before lovemaking. Like these are all things that we, we, we don't do. We don't ask. Because we don't see it as practical. But it's practically spiritual. So let's step into awareness. Let's step into awareness of of our love. Or the love that we're giving. Because, you know, sex is an expression of love, in my opinion. So let's make it that. Let's dive into it and it becomes way more enjoyable. I tell you that I'm telling you because there's that comfortability. There's that emotion. There's that rawness and lovingness. And finally, you know, Osho says, if you are not very alert about it, you will get entangled with a very ordinary soul. People are almost unaware of what they are doing. If you go to purchase a car, even then you think much about it. If you go to purchase furniture for your room, you have a thousand and one alternatives, and you think about this and that, which one will suit. But as far as children are concerned, you never think about what type of children you would like, what type of soul you are going to invoke and invite. What powerful shit. And this is the first time I've ever read this, by the way, in terms of that type of spiritual statement. That notion of, I love the example he gave was you go and buy a car, because I, I went to go look for a car the other day. And, and you're, you're weighing up all these options, the price and this and that, what type of make, model, what comes with it, how much insurance, all these type of things. Now, when we make love to conceive or, you know, have sex to conceive or whatever, wherever place you're at, do we ever concern ourselves with what type of child you would like or what type of soul you would like? What type of soul you're inviting? It's incredible conversation openers. and And, I, and I'd like to hear people's opinion on this. I'd really would. I'd like to for us to dive in on this, because I, I I don't think I ever, I always imagined, you know, I try to imagine what, what my kid would look like, or never really imagined what they would be like, because I think that's kind of a nurturing process for themselves, an environmental process, which they're creating. But in terms of the soul that you're attracting, is it is it, I think about this sometimes, you know, is it a past relative, is it a past, is it a new soul? Is it, you know, Someone who's been born before, many times over, or just a few times, or someone we've known who's passed over, who wanted to come back as as our ch- kid. You know, I'm talking about the reincarnational aspect of it, which I believe in. I believe we've lived many, 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 many lives over and over and over. And I think once we step into awareness and then we reach non-physical form, as in Passover, then we become more aware of that awareness. And I level up, that's what I call it. Let's please... Allow ourselves to love. Allow ourselves to be love. Meditate one focus on love making. And if you are, you know, planning for a, for a child, and I think this is in, invaluable advice. I wish I would have known this before, but I was in a, a great space upon conception, even though it wasn't planned and all that type of stuff. But we were in both in a beautiful space of love and we were having great fun. And I think I'm going to leave it there. I enjoyed that one. It's different. Very different. You know, I dove in on a, on a ton of aspects and specifics. And I want to thank you because we, we're growing. Our collective consciousness is growing. And I want, uh, please hit me up. Leave me feedback. I'm on Instagram, on, on all the socials, Twitter. Leave me comments and I'll reply to everybody. Thank you.